Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So we are talking about God's love for us and... Uh you know, God's, God's love is so consistent, so incredible, so, and you know, God loves you because he is love, not because you're lovely. The day I learned that, I, I relaxed. I was going to say I child, then I realized some people may not click that language. I just relaxed. God loves you because of who he is, not because of who you are. And thank God for that to be the fact. But you know, because we're human beings, sometimes the way we understand love sometimes is attached to human love, right? Last Sunday, we tried out a few love songs. And uh, I don't know if people have come with an updated uh, repertoire. What did all of go? Anyone? Uh, with your favorite love song that we can try out today. Obangaina. <laughs> okay, one in English. What? But people, anyway, people come up with all sorts of interesting songs. L-O-V-E. That's the spelling of love. It's a song. What's the tune? Uh-huh. Try, try. Come, let's try. Just do that short part. Let's see whether, how, whether you'll be able to do it at your wedding. Uh-huh. No pressure. Uh-huh. L- is for the way you look at me oh is for the only one i see v is very very extraordinary e is even more than anyone that you adore and love is more than just a game for two. Love is more than I can give to you. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for you and me. By the way, hi Alat, hi Alat, she's my sister. Some of you don't know that. So when you show up, I will be wearing a kanzu and dictating terms. <laughs> Come on! Woo! Woo! Jesus. <laughs> I'm touched. What is that? That 
that one came out what here? <laughs> a what? Is it new, newish? Nowadays, in this million year age, people don't write love songs because all the good love songs are old. Like, I'd give anything and everything to fall in love. The pianist doesn't know the song. Just this one time I'd like to find what I've been dreaming of. Six. And I couldn't find someone to hold me. Three. Well, that wouldn't be enough. I'd give for anything. Five. To fall in love. Somebody help me. Said I'd give anything and everything to fall in love. Just this one time, and I like to find what I've been dreaming of. These are the people who went to fellowship and they say, No secular songs. <laughs> and they obeyed. Now, the rest of you, <laughs> we've been found out, Anita <clears throat> and Penny. Anyway, it's so interesting that. Uh, Mostly, we interpret love through human love. We, uh, most times, we are best equipped to interpret love through the way we experience it from other people. You understand that? That's why sometimes, even when we talk about the father's love, if you've grown up in a hostile environment, where sometimes you've not experienced that love, or if you've been in difficult relational situations where it's intense and there's no trust and like stuff like that. Sometimes it can be very hard to appreciate, understand and receive the Father's love. But the good thing is that this love that the Father has for us supersedes. It, it, it goes beyond what we experience in our human relationships. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a father who loves you consistently? He loves you when you're getting it right. He loves you when you're getting it wrong. He loves you on your best days. He loves you on your worst days. He just loves you. Amen. Amen. So the writer writes in 1 John 4, 7, says, Beloved, let's read together. Beloved, let's love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Because the love he's talking about here is unlike human love. Because might say, Mose, no, you're stretching it. You mean people, how can you say that he who does not love does not know God? Are you saying that everyone who loves knows God? Because it says everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But that, that's only strictly interpreted 
in the context of God's kind of love. You understand that? Because it may be like, you mean that boy who sent me flowers knows God? No. No, 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 no. Uh, human love, even in the most sort of, you know, like even in a marriage where there's, you, 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 it's really the best place where it's God's kind of love is expressed. As long as they are human beings, there's always some sort of expectation. I'm afraid. Said I loved you, but I lied. <clears throat> love could never ever feel so strong. Yeah. Said I loved you, but I was wrong. Exactly. So, <clears throat> the context of human love is that even when someone loves you sacrificially, there is always an expectation. And in fact, it can look like there's no expectation. Someone keeps giving you 20k, 50k, what? Like, this person is so loving, they just care for me, and they've never asked for anything. That's when you feel there's no expectation. Until that person is in a position where they need a favor from you, and if you decline to give it, what comes out? After all I've done for you. <laughs> Even you on night. <laughs> that, you should have come through for me. In other words, while it was being given and there was no expectation, there actually was an expectation. But God is weird. God is weird all by himself. Because God has this capacity to love you without expectation. And I know that doesn't make sense to you. But someday it will. That God can just love you for loving you's sake. And yes. Why? He can't help himself. Because God is love. <coughs> you know, the sun shines whether you put out your cassava to dry or not. Because it shines. <coughs> when African president declared, <coughs> excuse me, say it, the Russians have been to space. The Americans have been to the moon. We are going to the sun. And then they said, Your Excellence, won't it be too hot that it will burn your rockets? They said, We will go at night. <laughs> If your neighbor didn't get that joke, you need to take a second offering. Anyway, I'm joking. <laughs> God is love. The sun is shining whether it's at night or day. God is love. Just like 
Sugar is sweet. Fire is hot. Water is wet. God is love. Mm. If you taste it and it's not sweet, it's not sugar. Can't say this is bitter sugar. No. No. If you touch it and it's not hot, it wasn't fire. You can't have ice cold fire. That can only be like a stage name for a band. Or some of you are trying to get into the music industry. That's a good name, and you need to talk to me to be able to use it now. We say, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to the stage right now for the first time ice cold fire. Come on, somebody. No kanga kanga. Hey, ice cold fire. <laughs> eh? Eh? What do they call that? Heavy metal. You don't hear anything. You just hear people roaring. And people are enjoying that stuff. Wow, wow, wow. Ice cold fire. If you bathe it and it's not wet, it wasn't water. Brothers, it wasn't water. <laughs> I know some of you went to boarding school. You had all sorts of bathing methods, some of which exclude the use of H2O. You only use the H and the O without the two. <laughs> Yeah. If, if it's water, you come out wet. I'll not tell you some stories. Some of you may disbelieve the anointing on my life. <clears throat> so if you experience it and it's not love, it wasn't God. It may have been in a building with a cross on top, but it wasn't God. People may have been singing songs to Jesus, but it wasn't God. The man in front may have looked like the real deal, but it was not God. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that I can, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels but have not love it profits me nothing they may even have been speaking angelic languages but God was missing if I have the gift of prophecy they may have foretold the future but have not love. It profits me nothing. If I give my body to be burned, there may have been a lot of sacrifice going on. People giving a lot to keep the thing going. But it wasn't God because there was no love. Amen. Just let me touch your neighbor and tell them you're being loved. By the way, in this church, if you come with your spouse, you, you need to usually sit next to them when I'm preaching because I may provoke certain things. 
That can't happen if your spouse is too far away. Amen. It's on purpose. Anyway. <coughs> Some people have not understood that part also. But okay. we need more weddings in this place. You are being loved right now regardless of who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what you think. You are being loved. You are the object of God's love. Like God would feel unfulfilled without loving you. Do you see that? Like if God stopped loving you, he would feel like he has no purpose in life. <laughs> Some of you are getting that. Yeah. Because he is love. Like, imagine if fire was denied the opportunity to be hot. Of what purpose is the fire? If salt lost its saltness, it is worth nothing. It is to be thrown out. If God lost his capacity to love, then he, he is no longer who he is. You are being loved. Jesus says, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. You have loved them the same way you have loved me. In other words, God loves you the exact same way he loves Jesus. Yes. Which means that there is nothing God can do for Jesus and he refuses to do for you. Because then that would change that verse. Because God's love is expressed in what he does. Amen. Yeah. If there's anything God would do for Jesus, he would do it for you. That's why Jesus asks us to pray in his name. In other words, when you go to God, you go as if you were Jesus. You're not Jesus, but you go as if. You know the things of when the kids want to do something? Uh, and they, they always send the last born? Daddy? Kumbe, <laughs> there was a meeting in their bedroom. So now he's representing... But everyone knows this one has the softest touch. Daddy, could we go visit the Amandas? <laughs> and you just know there was a meeting. So imagine, where you just send Jesus, Daddy, Benja. <laughs> uh, daddy could we have a safe delivery for Benjamin and charity because he's like of course we can of course of course of course Jesus do you get that drift as the father has loved me I also have loved you Abide in my love. Imagine God cutting off Jesus. Like Jesus, the Father telling Jesus, I, know, I, I want nothing to do with you anymore. 
if you can imagine that happening, then it's possible that Jesus can also do that to you. But if you can't imagine it happening, then just know Jesus can't do the same to you. Because he's, as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Amen. It says in this is love. The love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. God's love was manifested toward us. God's kind of love is manifested through his giving, what he gives, what he does. It's not emotional. That's why it says, husbands, love your wives the way Christ loves the church. The husband's love for the wife is supposed to be absolutely free of emotions. In other words, it's meant to be absolutely practical. You will feel stuff sometimes. You will not feel stuff sometimes. But whether you feel or do not feel, your actions are supposed to be consistent. <laughs> and if you are discerning enough, you'll understand why he didn't tell the wives to do the same. I've parked it there near the fan. Some people that uh, yeah, scratch your head. Scratch, scratch. You're like oh, oh, no hair, no hair left. <laughs> ah you've come to the right service, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord is ministering to you. His love, his wisdom, how to live life and make it, you know, remove all the complications. That's not emotional, is it? That's not romantic, is it? You were being loved. You still are being loved. God's kind of love is sacrificial. God's kind of love is sacrificial. So that's how husbands should be loving their wives. According to Jesus, sacrificially. And the other way around is also true. Sometimes I think that in my own marriage, I think my wife sacrifices more than I do. And I'm grateful for that. So I, I try not to develop a very big head, you know. I told you the other time, if you grow a very big head, you'll not go through certain doors. You arrive like this and hit yourself against the frame. Like, what was that? Your head. First shrink before you can go through. You're being loved. What is that? My sin, all the bliss of this glory thought. My sin, not in part, but the i 
It says, by one offering, Hebrews 10, 14, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. God knows that you are a work in progress, but he has chosen to render you perfect. Every time God looks in your direction, he says, perfect, perfect. With all your foibles, with all your weaknesses, with all your annoyances, when everyone in your house says you're impossible to live with, God says, perfect. <laughs> but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still seen as Christ died for us. When, when did he die? While we were still sinners. God gives his best when you are at your worst. At your worst, God is willing to give you his best. Just to demonstrate his love. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He clarifies. He anticipates that there will be a misunderstanding that several years down the road, people will go to fellowships and introduce themselves thus. Hi, my name is Moses Mkisa and I love the Lord. Hi, my name is Onyai Todeke and I love the Lord. Hi, my name is Dennis Mahanda and I love the Lord. And John the Apostle, the one who went with Jesus all the way to the cross when all the others had run off, the one they tried to kill three times by boiling him in boiling oil and it didn't work, the last of them to die when everyone had been killed, they still couldn't kill him, that's why they sent him to Patmos. Can you imagine they put that guy in a pipaya trying to turn him into a what? Deep fried thingy. My friend, he jumped to fry. Boiling oil. John. The things that happen to people who know that God loves them are out of this world. Like, like they, they get oil, high temperature. They see. <coughs> just keep coming out alive. In that fellowship, John introduces himself. Hi, my name is John. 
I'm the one Jesus loves. <laughs> he says, this is love. Not that we loved God. Our love for God is inconsequential in the bigger picture of God's love for us. Our love for God is important. That's why he says, beloved, let us love one another. It is, you know, you, we can't love to learn God until we've started to love people. That's why he says, how can you say you love God whom you've never seen when you hate your brother whom you see? But when you bring God's love into the picture, our love for God just disappears. It's a bit like if we finished PPN here. By the way, we are starting tomorrow. Don't miss it. One week of prayer and praise. We start at 7. We end at 9. Pastor Gerard Mwebe is here tomorrow. And we are going to have some of those other guys. Pastor Sam Mukabi, Isaac Macharia. Don't miss. It's going to be thick. Boiling wide and covered. So let's say we finished and you somehow dropped your keys in the field and you're looking for them, you'd have to get your phone, switch on your torch, torch, and you start looking for the keys in the field out there at 10 p.m. That would be absolutely reasonable. But if after this service, at one o'clock, if we found you with your light on, looking for your keys, we'll call your relatives and start the process of taking care of your thinking. Why? In light of the great light present during the day, your katochi is nothing. So just like the moon, the moon just reflects light from the sun. It doesn't produce light of its own. That's like you and I. We only reflect what God sends us. That's what makes sometimes human love difficult because sometimes we are not receiving as much as we should to be able to give. A person who meditates on the Father's love for them is in a much better position to love consistently than one who does not. Are you with me? You are being loved. You can reflect that love. See this John guy. This John. And Barova is the one who is writing. He says, then she came. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. He's writing about himself. So he's therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved. You see, Peter told Jesus, I love you, Lord. Jesus said, I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be crucified. No one will touch you when I'm here. Jesus, rest assured, I've got this covered. Oh, when the Romans showed up, they all forsook him and fled. Jesus just said, you'll deny me three times before the cock crows. So he's in the garden like, this man was with those, me, those fellows. <laughs> 
are you talking about? It wasn't me. I said, he talks like a Galilean. Galilean? I swear upon the living God, I'm Judean. Anyway, something like that. He denied him. You know, the more you assert your alleged life for love for God, the higher the chances you're going to deny him at some point. The more you lean on God's love for you. Let me tell you, by the way, you people, life is simple. The life of faith in Christ is very simple. You just allow to be loved and see God move in your life because faith works through love. That's Galatians 6, 5, 5, 6. One of that one, I'm sure you don't mind checking twice to get the right one. Amen. Are you still here? He says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. I am starting to conclude. Here is the perfection of love. Here is the perfection of love. That God adopts us and gets the very identity of his son and puts it on us and says, from now on, I'll look at you, Deno, the way I look at my son, Jesus, because now you are my son. By faith, I have begotten you. It says, those who are born of God, of the will of God, and not of the will of man. Did you know that you are really, really God's child? Let me share with you just a useless revelation. It's just, it, it, it adds no value to this particular sermon, but it's a good revelation. So, can be one of those you go and let it disturb your mind a little bit. The genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. That's Matthew 1 1, in case you ever play games where uh, you have to lose money if you don't get the verse right. That's Matthew 1 1. It's the very first verse in the New Testament. The genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. It ends there. Verse 2 is Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judah and his brethren. That's verse 2. Verse 3 Judah begot Perez and Zira through. And then it goes, okay, back. So, so, Jesus is the son of David and son of Abraham, right? How? Because that lineage comes all the way through to Joseph, has, Mary's husband, right? But was Joseph Jesus' the father? No. Jesus is the son of David and the son of Abraham by adoption. Jesus was adopted into the human family so that you could be adopted into the divine family. <laughs> so the adoption works both ways. We adopted God so God could adopt us. 
It's called the Great Exchange. There I was wondering, not knowing where I was going. You reached out and called my name. Din, din, din. When I was lonely, nobody interested in me. You came and moved in with me. Now I'm coming to a new realization of simply how much you loved me. My mind is coming to grips with the fact that everything you did for me, you did for me because it must have been love. Came through the rain and stumps to save me. Okay, let's continue. So, perfection of love is we have been adopted. Now, how many of you either have or have ever had a job? Yeah, so there is something called performance reviews, right? And when you get a job, you sign something called a contract, right? Remember that thing? So that contract stipulates the things you must do to continue to hold that position as the damaging director, okay, maybe managing director of that institution. You, you get the idea? Yeah. The contract is very clear that you shall only hold the position if you do certain things a certain way and produce certain results. What happens when you fail to produce those results? In a good organization that is railway run, what happens when you fail to produce the results? You are advised to try your talents elsewhere. How many of us come from families? You come from a family. That ideally should be everyone, but I, I will not take any chances. Upstairs people, are there any people from families up there? Maybe like when you don't come from a family, you sit up. Then family. Okay. How many of you have ever signed a family contract that stipulates the things you must do to remain in the family? If someone put their hand up, please, uh, their neighbors, I need you to register them for counseling because that family. <laughs> Do you see that? We, when in families, we belong to families. Performance is never a consideration in family. That's what makes love possible. That's perfection of love. Like, once you are in a family, even if you are adopted, that's it. You may behave well, which we hope you do. You may fail to do so sometimes. But your membership is permanent and perfected in the family. That's the perfection of love. Hey. 
That's why marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Contracts have terms of performance. Covenants don't. Oh, by the way, God gave me a very powerful word on Monday this past week that God is going to one, strengthen marriages, but he's going to restore marriages which look unrestorable. And when that, word, when that word came, it was immediately confirmed by pastors from one of the locations where there were, was a couple which had quit long ago, but now they are back together. You know, even if you're a good counselor, you just listen to this side of the story, you listen to this side of the story, and you're like, Yamawe. <laughs> My friend, if your doctor ever says Yamawe, start praying in tongues. And they are back together. You know, there are things that only God can do. You're like, Jesus, I hand it over to you because you never failed me. You never failed me yet. I give it over to you because you never failed me. Never fail me yet. I'm telling you. I like to talk about marriage because I had a really bad one. Yeah? Sometimes when people see us in love with Ari, I think they think it has always been like that. My friend at one point was dead. The only thing that kept it alive is like we were pastors. How are we going to go to our congregation and say we have quit? <laughs> Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. So, friends, love has been perfected. You are now God's child, God's son. He can no longer evaluate his relationship with you based on your performance. Just like you don't go, you don't have performance reviews in your home every Sunday evening. So children, line up. Uh-huh. Let's see how many more chances you have to continue being a mukisa. Or you'll soon move to the neighbors. And even the neighbors are like, we also don't want... The dibs go back to their owner. <laughs> I should have closed this service by now. I'm lingering because I really think God is touching people's hearts. You're being loved perfectly. Imagine yourself with God, your, your parent in, in his bed. You know that story Jesus tells about prayer? He says that 
who of, Luke 11, who of you would have a friend and you got him at midnight saying, my friend, I have some guests and I have no bread to serve them, no food. Would you give me some loaves I will pay? And then he will refuse to come out and give you. But then you insist and after you insist he will come and give you that. Then he says that thing of ask and you shall receive seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. Now most people think that that story is telling us as Christians to pray like that. Push, pray until something happens, pound heavens. Because they have their theology all twisted around. You and I are not the people outside knocking at midnight for the father to come out and give us bread. No, we are the children. Because the man said, no, I can't give you because I'm already in bed with my children. We are the children inside. Next time you pray, I want you to remember that. You're not outside trying to access heavenly stuff. You're inside trying to dispense heavenly stuff to the earth. Ah, come on. Can't help you. Can't help you if you don't believe that. Can I tell you what? That's why he says he has made us sit together with him in the heavenly places. We are not trying to get anything from heaven. We are in heaven trying to distribute heavenly things to earth. But many believers are... Here's the thing. The church is God's distribution system to the world. So I want you to imagine there is this village that has a hunger problem. The drought has caused a low yield (laughs) and there is a village that has no food. And then they come and deliver lots of food in a warehouse. That warehouse would be ideally the church in the world. And the church members are the people who run that warehouse. They even have the keys. But you know the dilemma we have is that there is a long line of villagers lining up in front of that warehouse. And the people with the keys who are supposed to be operating the warehouse are also in the line with the keys. So everyone is hungry because those in charge of distribution are behaving like beggars. (laughs) You're being loved perfectly. You see, that guy is knocking from outside. Can I have some bread? Do you know how for us we, we operate inside? Daddy passed the bread. I have to finish this sermon. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. All fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You need to cast out fear. And we love him because he first loved us. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you so much. I hope you are encouraged and that you can go out there and face the weak, face life with the knowledge that your father loves you perfectly and he will never change his opinion about you. Amen.
Why don't we stand together? Just let's stand together. Close this service. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. All right, I need you to turn to your neighbor, bless them, take their hand, speak some life-giving words to them. If you don't know what to do, you just look at them and see what in your heart you wish for them and start saying what you wish for them. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.